welcome to episode 7.5, I guess mm-hmm. we'll call it, of yeah. Nashi Cast. This is not a full-blooded episode, but uh, we'll get to the details here in a minute. I'm Rod Barnett. I'm Troy Gwynn. And we are here as a kind of uh, supplemental mm-hmm. to your regular Nashi Cast. As we I know say, you just can't get enough. <laughs> no, no one can get enough. That's right. uh, what we're here to do is uh, just give a brief rundown of a few things. We want to make a few comments about things, make a few corrections, mm-hmm. and um, also draw attention to the fact that uh, something uh, we, we've discovered something through one of the listeners to the podcast that has kind of shocked and surprised us. Mm-hmm. A few orders of business. We'll get to that one first. A friend of the podcast. Our man in the field. Our man in the field. Uh, we'll just call him Dan there you go. so that he can Mysterious remain. Dan, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he can remain. He can remain kind of semi-known or unknown, up to him really. Has uh, stumbled across and sent us a copy of what appears to be the completely uncut version of Night of the Howling Beast, aka mm-hmm. the Werewolf and the Yeti. Mm-hmm. Now, back when we did this film for the third episode of the podcast, um, we lamented the fact that the only version that was apparently available was the version that was released on. Uh, on VHS here in the States back in the 80s, uh, every version around the world seemed to be identical to that, and it was quite obviously cut. Right. Uh, there's obviously some missing nudity. Uh, there are scenes where uh, women who quite obviously would be nude in an uncut version are wearing mm. very sheer, uh, very sheer, almost see-through bits of clothing or bits of cloth, really, just kind of draped across them. And uh, you see this a lot in films from that period. Yeah. And uh, this this one was cl- this was clear that you know once again this is another film that had been shot both nude and clothed right. and all we could get our hands on was the clothed version. Well, mm-hmm. lo and behold, our man in the field, Dan, we thank you, found yes. a print of the unclothed slash uncut version of Night of the Howling Beast, and we're here to tell you there's a lot more nudity in that film. Mm-hmm. Um, Some of it in places we expected and we guessed rightly uh, although as we'll see the most important part of it totally caught us by surprise that we had no clue was there whatsoever yeah well i the, the biggest shock to us was um in something that we talked about during that episode a an idea that we tossed back mm-hmm. and forth about essentially the uh, the crux of the film if you'll remember night of the howling beast is uh, one of the very few valdemar Daninsky films mm-hmm. in which he actually survives. He is cured at the end of the film. Actually has a happy ending, amazingly uh, enough. That rarest of rare things for a Nashi mm-hmm. film, and certainly of the rarest of rare things for a werewolf story to tell. And um, we, the, the, the method by which this is done is uh, the mixing of a young girl's blood, I'm quoting, a mm-hmm. young girl's blood with the petals from this particular flower that grows in the Himalayan mountains, and mm-hmm. um, then the, the like, lycanthrope has to be made to drink this, and... This cures him. Of course, in the film, this is what happens. But Troy and I tossed back and forth the idea that perhaps what was meant by the uh, blood of a young girl Mm -hmm. was that the girl had to be a virgin. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing ever in the film to indicate that in the cut or the uncut version that that's the idea. But since all we ever saw was the uncut version, I mean, all we ever saw was the cut version, pardon me, then we surmised that perhaps... The whole idea was, since we never see, although they, uh, Daninsky and uh, his young female companion are obviously in love with each other, mm-hmm. there's never a sex scene or right. a lovemaking scene. They don't even kiss. Right. Um, 
they just sort of, I think at the end, they sort of walk off hand in hand into the frozen waste, you know. And you to sort of, die, as far as I <laughs> Yeah, I know, especially not, not, yeah, if they don't find some overcoats real quick. Some overcoats <laughs> and some food. And... But, uh, uh, yes, that's so, yeah, so that's all we see. And so we kind of get to, you know, early in the film, when they first meet, you realize that he's known her since she was really, really young because he's known her father, the professor. Right. And so uh, through most of it, you know that she's, you can kind of see she's smitten with him. You know, you're never really sure if, if he's sort of, Looking upon her as, as maybe a younger sister thing until, until it goes further on, and you realize like okay, there's going to be a romance burgeoning between them. But anyway, now we go well, to what we've but, discovered. Right, but in the the cut version, the only th- version of the film we'd ever seen till till right. recently, mm-hmm. there was never any indication that there was anything romantic between them, at least during the course of the film. Right, right. until <laughs> Dan sends us the uncut version of the film yeah. uh, about midway through the movie when they are uh, kind of taking a little break in the uh, the, the almost deserted monastery, mm-hmm. uh, Daninsky and the young female, uh, this this is when they, they meet up with the two the two older gentlemen, uh, I want to call them monks. Yeah, one was a monk, and I guess the other one is sort of just a big, uh, I think, mute that he had taken in as his, his helper. They, they're, they're, they're there with them, and Daninsky confesses to, you know, confesses to the, um, to the, to the monk, that he's got, he's got, he's been cursed by the the, mm. the, the demons, and has you know has this uh, lycanthropy problem. And uh, he explained the, the monk explains to him about the whole flower, how he can how he can cure himself of this, mm. and then says you know, well Daninsky says he wants he, he's going to have to go away because the full moon's about to rise. He's going to have to go away for three days during the cycle of, of the moon, right. and he wants to leave the girl with them so that she'll be safe. And the, the monk says, well I don't you know. Why don't you tell her? Because she just she doesn't know. You should tell her, mm. because she lo- she obviously loves you. Which is one of those nice little leaps that the monk makes. I guess he's psychic. I can you tell know, just from looking at her. Divine little divine help up there. You know, doing some. <laughs> uh, yeah, but he 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 asks Daninsky why you don't just take her into your confidence and tell her what's going on. He says he he really doesn't want to. And in the cut version, the very next scene is the monk chaining Daninsky up hoping to keep him in check when he changes under the full moon with the uh, the female. What the heck was the character's name? I know, unfortunately. I'm, I'm completely blanking I'm on it. I'm, uh, Karen, I, I want to say this. Karen. Does that sound right? Possibly. Yeah. I, I'll be honest, I can't remember. At any rate, with her looking on from a distance, obviously she's not supposed to be seeing this as he turns into a werewolf. Well, the big shocker in the uncut version of the film is a completely missing scene mm-hmm. bridging those two moments during which uh, Daninsky and the uh, female lead talk about the fact he, he says I'm gonna have to go away for three for three days uh, don't ask any questions about this please I really don't want to have to you know burden you with this information right and she tries to in she try she entreats him please you know to, to tell her why and what's going on and uh, the the reason the scene was cut is very clear just from the offset because they obviously just got through having sex mm-hmm. and are laying there and she's topless. Right. So, uh, if you were curious as to whether that particular actress was nude in the film, yes, in the uncut version, she is. But the strange thing is, this scene not only answers the question, was this character a virgin? Obviously not. Yeah, yeah. Therefore, putting to bed that question mm. completely. Yeah. But. So to speak. Oh, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about the. Oh, I didn't think about the way I put that. Okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Woo, yeah. Mm. Sorry, folks. Sometimes the humor is not as obvious as I think it's going to be. <laughs> but the uh, but it also puts to bed uh, 
okay, I'm going to get away from that <laughs> yeah, first. Okay, let's, let's come but it also answers the question. Lays to rest. Yeah. Well, lays, no, lays to rest. Let's just say also answers a particular question because uh, at the end of the scene, she says, she emphasizes, I'm not going to leave this place until we find my missing father. Yeah. Therefore, giving a bit more push to exactly why things happen in the, yeah, in the sure. next few minutes in the film as the story progresses, which is that she's bound and determined to find her father mm -hmm. because she still thinks that he's alive. So... That's the biggest thing that the uncut version of the film has, that Night of the Howling Beast has, and it's a shocker because it is a it's a very needed scene. It, yes, it, it, is. it has a, a good it's it's about a minute long or maybe a few seconds less, but has a lot of information in it. It like I say, it's got it's got the nudity, which is why it's trimmed out. But it really is a shame that apparently for some reason. They didn't shoot an alternate take of it with her, you know, where just with her, just with her breasts covered. Right, where they could have been talking, yeah. That would have been so easy to do. I'm yeah. really surprised they did not do that. Yeah, yeah, I am too. But, nevertheless, that's the, the big difference. There are other yeah. numerous differences in the film, though. Yeah, I just want to say, you know, it still just, you know, cracks me up that, that he, you know, beds are in a monastery, you know. It's like, wherever <laughs> there's, it doesn't matter the setting, wherever there's a bed, you know, I would not turn this guy loose in the Vatican, you know. It's just, <laughs> Oh God, yeah. Well, that's um, that's something I had not considered. But yes, I see what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, the other differences in the film is uh, are uh, nudity exactly where you would think they would be. Mm. The two female demons who kind of nurse Daninsky back to health uh, in the cave and uh, have sex with him and then try to kill him. Yes. Uh, the scenes where they're you know the the two women are all over him. Yes. Mm -hmm. Those scenes were definitely shot differently, right. and uh, the two women are completely nude. And uh, the real shocker in that is mm -hmm. that both of the women are obviously having sex with him at the same time while he's drifting in and out of a delirium. It's very, very clear that uh, one of them is really fond of oral sex. Yeah, it's probably one of the probably uh, overall one of the most risque scenes we've seen in, in the Nashi films. I mean, there's been other films that had full frontal nudity, something, but just this is one of the most suggestive of. Of a you know overly suggestive of uh, it's pretty into, intense sexual activity there. Yeah, know? yeah. I mean, uh, bo both of the women are there, and, and and like I say, it's very it's very obvious that uh, that uh, let's just say it. I mean, you know, uh, that a blowjob is going on while he's you know making mm -hmm. out with the other mm -hmm. the other woman. It's mm -hmm. there's no two ways there's no two way or two no, no two ways around it. It's not mm -hmm. uh, pornographic. It's not X rated. There's right. there's no obvious thing there, but it's clear as a bell. Yeah. Uh, so there's extra there's extra nudity there and very much more sexual content. And then later on in the film, we did have a question. Uh, we we've covered two two Nashi films so far, in which uh, the actress Sylvia Solar mm -hmm. has uh, co-starred. Uh, Crimson she was in, and uh, she was also in Night of the Howling Beast. In Night of the Howling Beast, in Night of the Howling Beast, she played Vandessa, mm -hmm. the uh, evil uh, scientist, evil foreign woman. As they yeah, evil her. foreign woman. <laughs> very beautiful woman. Very striking. And in Night of the Howling Beast, there's a scene where uh, she, when Daninsky's tied to a wall, she kind of attempts to seduce him to get him to do what she wants him to do without, you know, without any force. It, it's very obvious in the cut version that she seems to kind of be, you know, letting letting her dress down and showing uh, her chest to him. But of course, in the in the cut version, there's 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 no nudity or of any type. Well, in the uncut version. There is nudity. There is a shot of uh, her breasts. I right. say her in quotes because while they may intend may be intended to be Vandessa's breasts, they are very obviously not Sylvia Solar's breasts. They are a complete cutaway, 
and it's an obvious body double. Right. Now, the interesting thing about this is that in the uh, deleted scenes, the kind of nude scenes for Crimson, mm-hmm. uh, we noticed that there was a nude scene for Sylvia Solar yeah. that also was very obviously handled by a body mm-hmm. double. So mm-hmm. Sylvia Solar did not do nudity in either one of these two films, and it is very interesting to finally see this uncut version of Night of the Howling Beast and realize that... yeah. There was nudity there, but of course she didn't do it. They did bring in a very obvious body double. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it, makes, it does make you wonder if that was continued throughout her career. If she always had that policy or always had that that, that standard. One uh, thing I'm one thing I'm learning is that uh, some actresses who start out uh, unwilling to do nudity later mm-hmm. on in their careers may decide to, to mm-hmm. do it, or they may find a project that they think yeah. they're willing to do it for. And sometimes it's it's the other way around. They may mm-hmm. start out doing it and then mm-hmm. decide not to do yeah, it and it changes helpful. depending on sure. different things. I'm always I'm I've been amused recently with the, a number of actresses. I love the the quotes from uh, Ingrid Pitt mm-hmm. about uh, when she's doing uh, commentary tracks for uh, like uh, Countess Dracula mm-hmm. and and things of that where she's talking she she sees herself, you know, nude on screen mm-hmm. and her, her comments are well, I I had I had a, I had a really good body. <laughs> like, yes, Miss Pitt, you did. You did. We we yes. will we'll admit it. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> And uh, there was another actress, another very beautiful actress, uh, very recently, the uh, actress who um, did a fair amount of nudity in uh, was Against All Odds, Rachel, Rachel Ward? I can't, I can't remember. I can't remember either. I don't but uh, she, uh, she did nudity in a few films, and just recently there was a quote from her in an interview where she, she kind of lamented the fact that she didn't do a bit more nudity when she was younger because <laughs> she, was so, she yeah. was so physically yeah. beautiful. And yeah. Hey, <laughs> preach it, baby. Get out there and let those ladies know. Not to... Not to sound like a scumbag horn dog, but, but preserve yourself on film is what we're saying here. <laughs> there you go. What's this You'll be glad you did, and so will we. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we will. Okay. <laughs> anyway, there's a bit more nudity in the uh, the final torture scene where Vandessa is peeling the skin off of mm-hmm. the uh, captive women in her uh, attempts to uh, cure the rather heinous back rash of <laughs> of, of the uh, of Con of, of Mr. Khan, the evil bad guy. <laughs> but it is a real shock to learn that the uncut version of the film exists out there. Now, by saying that it exists out there, uh, it's a bootleg, obviously, and the, the qu- print quality is terrible. It looks it looks awful. But I don't know of a really good-looking version of the film. I, 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 let's say a, a, an HD quality or even a, mm-hmm. a really good print of the film anywhere available on video. I wish there was. Uh, of course, I'd really just like to have all these films... Yeah. Brutally, beautifully oh, God, remastered from yeah. the original negatives. And, of course, yes, as we all. But um, it does it does look terrible. Yeah. Uh, the the print quality is awful, but it is very nice to finally see the uncut yeah, sequences, especially the completely missing scene from the cut mm-hmm. version, which mm-hmm. really should have been in the movie, you know, regardless of the content of nudity or not. Mm-hmm. A few other things we'd like to talk about in this brief little episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, one. Thanks to everyone who's been writing us letters at Nashicast. Yeah, it really means a lot to get the great feedback. So yeah. thanks to all of y'all. It's great to hear people that listen to it on their road trips and oh, yeah. you know and are and are uh, and, and trying to get out there hunting for better versions of these things. And and you know, admittedly, uh, we we started doing this show right about the time that so many of the Nashi DVDs out there went out of print. Unfortunately, there were such some really great ones out there, and the companies have now gone under. So uh, between the, that and just the films that haven't been available, it, it's, uh, we acknowledge that it takes a little work to, to play along with us on this uh, show, because uh, that's, which is another reason why we only do the show once a month, to give people time to track these films down 
and see them before we do our shows and spoil the hell out of them. Uh, but, but I'm telling you, uh, it's, yeah, it's it's not easy to get. But hold I think of people are enjoying that. Uh, I think it's uh, it seems like people are getting a kick out of uh, finding the films, watching them, and then listening to our take on it. And so uh, we really appreciate everybody who's uh, who's joining us every month for these shows. Truly, thank you very much for uh, for letting us know uh, what you think and dropping us a line and and uh, giving us your thoughts and uh, for the encouragement. Not to mention the fact. That uh, some of you occasionally correct us. At yeah, least and that's, yes. two or three people have corrected mm-hmm. us on a couple of mistakes, and one of them was just screamingly obvious. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'd like to we'd like to thank all of you who corrected us. But I'm not going to actually name all the names because then mm-hmm. it gets more embarrassing. Yeah. But uh, we did make one boo boo that uh, more than a few people pointed out to us in the in the heat of the moment while recording, while things are flying by so quickly. We just <laughs> we just occasionally <laughs> screw up. What can I say? And we're we're going to admit it. We're even recording it, and, and mm. we're gonna you know, like be on record as saying we screwed up. And we screwed up when uh, I can't remember which of us, probably me, or maybe it was both it'd of be, us. It could add well. I'm sure if one of us did it, the other one was complicit. So you know, <laughs> it's was, true. Uh, we didn't. If you did it, I didn't stop you. <laughs> Advice for exactly, so. exactly. But the uh, we we at one point uh, stated that Werewolf Shadow, aka the werewolf and the vampire women. Right was directed by Carlos Allred, and it was not. Mm. It was directed by Leon Klimovsky. One of us should have caught that particular error yeah. because mm. Allred did four movies with, I wanted to say with Daninsky. <laughs> <laughs> Carlos Allred did four movies with Nashi, and that is not one of them. Right. Several several people caught us in that, and we yeah. just like to say, yes, you were correct. Yes. We're, we were wrong, and yeah. oops, and slip just, of the tongue. Yeah, just let you know, we, 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 we correct us. We generally take it very badly at first. We'll uh, stomp around and throw things and, do, I and catch, post I catch you, de- defriend you from Facebook and all that. But <laughs> then we we come around, and we eventually we will get around to uh, uh, taking it like men and, and, and thanking you for it. And so. Well, you know, after you've removed the knife from my hand and kept me from slitting my wrists, <laughs> yeah. everything gets better. Yeah. <laughs> it really, I, I improve and everything's better. Once again, thanks for listening and thanks for, and really, honestly, try to catch us on, if we, if we make mistakes, catch us. Send us emails, nashycast at gmail.com, and we'll be more than glad to both answer the emails and do the occasional .5 episode, little mea culpa, and say, hey, we blew it. We do record these things. We, we keep dr- trying to draw as many references and information into these things as we yeah. can, and yeah, occasionally sure. we're going to mess up. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I suggest to you that we will screw up again in the future. <laughs> Wait for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> count on it. What's else on the uh, A couple more things I'd like to get. I'd like to. I'd like to throw out there is uh, we uh, try to kind of plan which films we're going to do for the podcast a month or two in advance, and we've got the next couple lined up. Of course, episode eight will be Count Dracula's Great Love. And uh, the one after that, we think we know what we're going to do, but we're going to kind of keep that under wraps until we've got a few things locked down. Right. But we would like to throw out the possibility that if someone out there, or a number of people out there, have the desire to hear us take on one particular film or another, please, once again, drop us an email at nashicast at, email, <laughs> nashicast at gmail.com. Let us know, because if enough people, you know, point to a specific film, we'll jostle it forward in the mix. Sure. Uh, I've kind of been enjoying doing a couple of uh, couple of films in a row that weren't werewolf films because we'll always be able to jump yeah, back into the werewolf yeah. films. But this will be our... We're looking like we're going to do about three episodes in a row that aren't going to be one of the Daninsky films. Mm-hmm. And um, if people out there feel like that's not a particularly good idea, if you want us to go ahead and start throwing uh, the Daninsky films back into the mix every other episode or something mm-hmm. like that, 
drop us a line, let us know. Like I say, we're not saying we're not saying we do requests, but in a kind of way, (laughs) we're soliciting. As long as it's not brown eyed girl, we'll play it. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) listen, I I, uh, something else too is uh, we had a question recently uh, if we're going to ever touch on the uh, Nashi '80s films, and we certainly will. Probably coming up pretty soon. We'll probably hitting more of those. I know we've kind of. There's this sort of golden period, golden era of Paul Nashie in the early to mid-70s. I know a lot of our films tend to fall in that. But, yes, we will be doing uh, more modern Paul Nashie films. As yeah, I, I would say look forward to uh, reviews of at least, as this podcast goes on, look forward to reviews of at least three to four of his 80s films. Yeah. Possibly five, because I know that we will eventually do Panic Beats. Right. I know that we will eventually do uh, Night of the Werewolf, a.k.a. The Craving. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, How the Devil is, is, is a strong possibility, as is Beast of the Magic Sword. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yes, we will eventually do uh, some of his films from the 80s, rest assured. There's, there's good stuff there, folks. Mm-hmm. Beast of the Magic Sword is one of my favorites. Another thing I'd like, to, I'd like to throw out for people, if they'd like to comment on, if they'd like to drop us a line... Uh, I've noticed that as we've been doing the podcast, we've uh, as we like to touch on different films made uh, by Spani- the, 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 the Spanish and other uh, nationalities of actors in these various films, there are two films that we have mentioned repeatedly mm-hmm. as this podcast has gone on, but they are not Nashi films. And uh, it, it's occurred to us, to, mm-hmm. to Troy and myself, we, we've talked about it just kind of for yeah. fun a, a few yeah. times, we thought about possibly doing a kind of supplemental podcast, a little another kind of point five like this, where we would not necessarily go point by point through these films, but that we would do a maybe brief forty five minute yeah. to an hour long podcast on one of these films. And of course, the two films that we've mentioned the living hell out of are yeah. Horror Express, oh, yeah. which got brought up, and I think in at least the first three yeah, or four. Right, episodes. right. There was yeah, always something that made us that made us think of that or refer, yeah. refer to that. Film. Well, there'd be shared actors or shared actors you know. make up the makeup artists. Uh, yeah. yeah. The other film is the movie that I keep bringing up, which is incredibly hard to find, called I Hate My Body, the Leon Klamowski film. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I Hate My Body is a very difficult movie to find, so that would be one reason why I would not want to do a point-by-point, right. spoiler-filled podcast of it. Yeah, But it would be kind of fun to, to do a podcast on it oh, to kind of get more information in out there. This. Yeah, sure, sure. You definitely got me interested just from what you talked about it. I would definitely <laughs> I'd love to see this film. So It is a truly mm-hmm. intriguing film. But and, and Horror Express is much more readily available, and just a great film. Oh, I mean, blast, uh, yeah. that thing's been available. It, mm. that, I think that one fell through the PD cracks, the public domain cracks, a long ago. It and, did. And There's a lot of versions. There is actually one nice release of it. Um, the image, uh, the image yeah, disc. Is yes, fantastic. yes, that's actually if you can get a hold of that. Uh, but yes, it is out there in many, many different versions and it's just uh, fun from start to finish it just really is but uh, if there's any interest in there uh, I mean if there's any interest out there uh, in us doing little mini episodes of either of those two films or both let us know and I would enjoy fitting those in I know that Troy would like to see I Hate My Body and uh, any any excuse to watch Horror Express is a good time in my opinion I mean so oh yeah yeah never get tired of that one that's a great movie but um, just wanted to toss that out there drop us a line let us know if, if, if you like the idea, if you don't, it's all good. And uh, I'd like to say something, too, now, uh, while we're on this, uh, this uh, doing all this uh, extra little bits here, is our friend Elena, uh, that's one of our good friends in Spain, and she was one of the very first people who helped us start to get the word out about this podcast. She now does a show, uh, is doing a show of her own uh, once a week that's called Horror Rises from Spain that goes out, streams live on Saturdays. Now, just going by our time here in America, Central time, it's two two o'clock on Saturdays. I think it's noon Pacific time. Okay, and it's a called Horror Rises from St- Spain, and the show 
is uh, the radio. Oh, it's on, it's on it's on Craig or Cult Radio Agogo. Cult Radio Agogo. The, the website is Cult Radio Agogo. Just Google that or throw Cult mm-hmm. Radio Agogo mm-hmm. into your into your uh, your search engine, and you'll find it. And uh, it's a streaming site, which unfortunately means that you have to kind of catch it while it's being broadcast. Try, trying to find archives on on their site is is kind of tricky. But uh, well worth your time. Yeah, if you're a fan doing, of Spanish yeah. horror, she's doing some really amazing things. Yeah. Uh, she does. It's an hour-long show. She has some wonderful interviews. Mm-hmm. And she's throwing in uh, music, uh, all kinds of music, both from Nashi films and from other uh, Spanish horror films and mm-hmm. a few surprises here and there. It's a lot of fun. The show is in English and well worth your time. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think that'll just about wrap this little brief mini-episode up then. This will be NashiCast 7.5. What a strange title to get. Yeah, I thought thought we could subtitle it the the naughty bits, you know. I think we could put it there. NashiCast, the naughty bits. Good idea. The naughty bits. All right. Mm -hmm. So, um, unless we've forgotten something, in which case there will be a uh, 8.5. 7.5.1, I think it will be or something. (laughs) We'll uh, we'll see everybody in a few weeks when we uh, come back with uh, episode 8 with uh, Count Dracula... Oh, I'm sorry. Count Dracula's Great Love. Mm-hmm. I can't even also think of it. Also known as Cemetery Girls and some other wonderful. That's wow. the one that's there really are, had some amazing other titles. So. There are five or six <laughs> different titles. We'll get into that in yeah. episode eight. Thank you very much, folks. I'm Rod Barnett. I'm Troy Gwynn. And we will talk to you again soon. Shoot it.